0: Welcome. Hey, normally we do this a different way, but we have Gelly in here now. Can I switch people around? Nope. Well, anyway, we're live. Funnels and follow-up, welcome everybody. Welcome everyone. where you talk.
1: So we have Gelly uh, this, uh, this week on the show, and Gelly's the founder of a company called Networking Phoenix. We, Barry and I had the honor of being at the Georgian Dragon Bar when Gelly burst in and said, oh, my God, I have this amazing new idea. And that was many, many, many years ago. Gelly has not aged in all those years, although Barry and I have. And Networking Phoenix is this software-based platform that builds community. It's She co-designed and co-created it 12 years ago. Wow. Well. And... 12. And I'm and, trying to get
0: a word in, that's all.
1: Well, it's an event-centric community platform. Barry, you know what Barry, you have a, a couple of events. Tell tell our listening audience how uh Networking Phoenix can help them with their funnel of getting the right people in because you have a yeah.
0: couple of yeah. well, on there. Uh, let's talk specifically about uh I do once a month a boys only night. Networking. Mm-hmm. It's actually called Networking Cigars and Drinks. Um, it's it's the uh, He-Man Woman Haters Club. We don't allow girls in. That's right. And many have tried, but I keep saying no. Anyway, I, I created this particular event because every time I turned around, there was another woman's networking event popping up and I had enough. So I want to do something for the men. And because I put it on networkingphoenix.com, I'm getting people that I would have never met in my entire life calling me up and saying, hey, when's the next event? Can I get to it? And and I put it on the calendar on Networking Phoenix. By the way, people still call, even though it's right there on the calendar. Uh, yeah. And they come down and the relationships start building because we are bonding around a common theme. In this case, it's cigars. Dudes like to smoke cigars. Some women do, but, you know. They're not allowed in the club. So, so because of NetworkingPhoenix.com, I'm getting all of these new people coming in, the yeah. right people, because there's something in common that we can discuss, talk about, and then the relationship naturally turns to business because it is created as a networking event, as business. So it's just a really cool platform to make things happen like that. And unlike that big platform out there that that is worldwide that you go to all these different events this is local you know the people you know the people behind it and it's a lot more relaxed when you're meeting people because you have networkingphoenix.com in common with them also oh yeah i saw your event on networking phoenix oh yeah and the other event and have you been to this event so it's really cool like that and i'm and i'm gonna stop now kelly hi how are you
2: I know. I love uh, hearing all the feedback because, you know, honestly, I don't get a lot of feedback from people unless they take the time to give it to me. So uh, honestly, I'm like, I I could sit here all day and listen to it, (laughs) but I'm great. How are you? We are so good. And more than your platform, I just want to touch on
1: this. More than your platform, you're actually coaching people on how to network better. So you personally work with people in groups and one to one.
2: You want to talk a little bit about that. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. So there's you know there's a big demand um, when people launch a company or they're about to venture out on their own um, or they're in a sales position and. You know, networking is a part of what they need to be doing. A lot of people just don't know how to network. It doesn't come to them naturally, or they think they do, but they don't really quite get it, you know, or they've maybe had a bad experience before. And, you know, they're like, this, I can't, this isn't it. Like, if it works for everyone else, if it doesn't work for me, I must be doing something wrong. So, obviously, networking Phoenix, I'm attracting people that are looking to network. And so, um, companies will hire me either for like a one-on-one coaching slash consult uh, consulting session or um i run every so often i run these almost like networking boot camps i'm probably going to have one coming up at the beginning of the year that's always a good time to do it and then um i actually have my own private networking slash mastermind group that i run right which is a little bit different than the entire networking phoenix community because that's open to the public i mean that's just like kind of big free for all we have over forty three thousand members Whereas my private group was a little bit different. This is where, you know, we do a Zoom call once a month and I coach them on networking, but not just networking because a lot of the business owners, again, small business owners, um, particularly the niche that I focus on, um, they like, once you go and meet the people, that's all well and good, but you have to nurture the relationships, right? So then that's where all the copywriting comes in, the email marketing, the building of their own little community and, um, it's a foreign concept to a lot of them. Like I try to explain it and it's until so you get it, you don't get it. You know, like they think sending out an email is all about promotion and, oh, the, a lot of them are afraid to send out an email. And I'm like, well, then how do people remember you exist? Right. So, but that's all part of networking because once you go and meet the people and create a connection, which by the way, is an entire thing. How do you create a real connection? <laughs> right. Cause it's not just about the business card exchange then how do you nurture the relationships to actually turn them into clients? So um, that's pretty much what my life's about. (laughs) It's all about the funnel and getting them
1: in and getting the right people in. Mm -hmm. And then to bring them out the bottom as a client from a prospect to a client, you have to follow up.
0: Mm -hmm. You know, we should create a show. We should follow up. That might be a good idea. It
1: might be cool. Exactly, exactly. So, Yelly, now our listeners are all over the place, but mostly here in Phoenix because we're here in Phoenix.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Why would somebody want to join networkingphoenix.com?
2: Well, honestly, the only reason they would join um, is if they are local and to Phoenix and they're looking to attend um, networking events to meet other professionals in order to grow their network that would be the main reason for joining. Now it's free to create a profile, right? totally right. free. And then from there, if you are interested in participating in my networking passport, that's an option in the passport. Um, it's $20 a month and it allows you to attend other organizations' paid events for free. So there's about maybe between 20 and 30 events, depending on the month that are paid, then you can attend, including my events, right? So I have a monthly mixer as well as an event called Gelly's Guided Connections. And this is where I, experientially put people through on how to have, like like I could give them a template of how to have a meaningful conversation to be able to connect with anyone in front of them. And so while I teach them that, they're actually sitting in front of somebody um, having the conversation, right? So think like speed networking, but with a deep networking twist. So anyway, so all of that is part of the passport. And then, um, so again, so if someone's local and that's something they're looking for, this is a great resource. Otherwise, um, I, you know, like, like this is not a dating site. So if you're looking for dating, I would not suggest you <laughs> visit
0: there. Oh, please don't go there. Um, yeah. Okay, yeah. I should be deleting <laughs> my profile now then.
1: Huh. And what about people outside of Phoenix? Uh, what do you have available for them as far as learning how to network or any of that sort of thing?
2: Yeah. So, you know, people outside of Phoenix and um, I actually do have uh, a few clients outside of Phoenix. And interestingly enough, they usually find me. I'm not really out there promoting outside of Phoenix, but they'll find me by various ways. And um, they're absolutely more than welcome to join, you know, my my boot camps or my even my private networking group, because a lot of what we teach could translate to anywhere. You don't have to be local in order to, um, you know, to learn some of this stuff. Obviously, my funnel is local. So that's right. why a majority of my clients are local. But um, I'm always fascinated by how people from other parts of the country and sometimes even the world find me and they're looking for the specific skill set that I offer. And I mean, that's always the best way, right? Where they engage you because they already, they, by the time they call me, they've already sold themselves on what it is that I do. So it's not even a sales process. It's like, yes, let's engage. How would you like to engage? And then we go from there
0: and i think what's interesting is people that are watching and listening might not even realize that the power of networkingphoenix.com because if there's a networking event going on in town somewhere in the mm-hmm. entire phoenix metropolitan area it's on your website yeah period. there's there's no reason to go you just go right there so if you're coming in from out of town Uh, I mean, Phoenix is a huge uh, town for seminars, conferences, things like that. If you're coming in and you're going to have extra time, check out the calendar on NetworkingPhoenix.com so you can see what's going on and attend some of these events. Make it worth your while to be here. Really, there's no touristy things to do here. You don't want to be in
1: Phoenix proper. No, no, not really. So Kelly, here I am. I just started a business or, you know, I'm, I'm wanting to, you know, really build my business cause it's been a hobby for a while or I'm not getting past a certain point. And I decided to throw into network. I decided to throw in networking. I've been against networking. I've been against going to events and going to different meetings and stuff like that. I, I, you know, I think that the internet is the only way to get business, blah, blah, blah.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Tell me what I should do at a networking event. How many people should I throw my business card at?
2: Everyone. I mean, you should just see if you can throw them, you know, get on the uh, ceiling and throw them off your ceiling. I mean, I think people love that, right? (laughs) Bring a pest dispenser with you. Walk around the room and just (laughs) people. I mean, you'll you'll get invited to every party. (laughs) So yeah, no, obviously those are not things you want to do. you know, the thing about networking events is I think most people, especially when they're starting out, just have a, a horrible, horrible misconception, like networking events, you're literally attending in order to meet people and make friends, right? I mean, that's like, you're only going to do business with people that you click with, right? That, you know, like an, or trust, yep. like we, we, we've we heard this over and over yet. When we walk into a networking event, it's all about, well, here's my business card. And, you know, and this is what, I'm sorry, here's the card and you know, this is what I do for a living. And, um, you know, my company has been around for 30 years and, you know, you should call me. I mean, that's, and that's why a lot of people don't want to go to networking events because they feel like they're just like, it's a meat market. They're just being sold to you. And they're like, ugh, you know, they walk away with this horrible feeling, but you, know, so those are the, the don'ts the do's. you want to walk in. And even if you have one meaningful conversation with one person, you did what you needed to do. You're, you're literally there to meet people. Um, Have conversations, connect, connect to me is the key word, because if you meet somebody, but you don't really connect, they're not going to be a part of your network. The key word is connection. And the way that you create that connection is by um, being yourself, like networking events are really not about your business, like, which sounds so counterintuitive, but initially when we meet people, um, you know, it's like, we need to have that personal connection in order to be genuinely interested in their, what they do for a living. Right. So one of the things I teach people is when you're at events like I I, I, and Catherine, you, you know, this, I mean, I hate the question, you know, within the first 60 seconds of meeting somebody. Hi, my name is what do you do? Or five seconds, you know, so that's not a horrible question to ask somebody what they do for a living, but not like, hi, what do you do? Because it's like, whoa, like, I, I don't know who you are. and Maybe I don't want to tell you. Now, that's me responding as a seasoned networker somebody that's brand new might also be expecting that because God forbid, they should share something personal about themselves to actually get to know who's in front of them. So there's a lot of dynamics going on. Um, and I get that. And then that, you know, one time you and I had this banter on Facebook, you're like, but Kelly, that's a natural icebreaker. I'm like, I get it. But if you want to be memorable, that's a horrible question to ask in the first 50, you know, like five seconds. Like if you want to be memorable, you know, I always say ask an open end question to get a, a genuine conversation going. Because what are people up talking about themselves? So yep. you just ask them personal, you know, like, have you been to any of Kelly's events before? How do you know about this event? Oh, do you typically network? Do you network around town? Just get the conversation flowing before saying, how do you make money? Like, how do you put food on your table? Right. Which is really what, what do you do translates to you? And, and you've heard me, you two have heard me say this before, but. Only in America is it acceptable to ask somebody how they make their money, like within the first few instances of uh, meeting them. And for a lot of people, it's so uncomfortable, right? So you're, you're literally invoking an awkward feeling in somebody and that's not the right path to a genuine connection. So when I teach, sorry, I know you're about to ask a question, but just very quickly, I'm gonna finish it. I teach about the psychology of connecting. As opposed to go to a networking event, put your name tag on the right side, you know, because if you put her on the left side, there's you know, name tag police, and there's not, by the way, you know. So oh, no, it's
0: Catherine, she's the name tag police. <laughs>
2: come on. Yeah, but it's it's about having a real connection with the human being in front of you, and that is the only way that you will grow a solid network. Because in 10 years from now, if you're doing something else, you pivot to completely different industry, a job, whatever. Those people are still in your network. This is not just about what you're doing for the moment. So, all right, now I'm.
1: No, I was going to say, it occurred to me as you were saying that, because we did have this discussion on Facebook, but it did occur to me when you were saying that, if I ask somebody, if, I, if the first question out of my mouth is, so what is it that you do? I have just given them permission to try and sell to me, especially if they're a newbie. <laughs> oh my God, he wants to know what I do. Oh, Here's me- my business card. Yeah. Here, here, here's what I'm selling you. It's an owl and it's the best owl ever. And you've got to buy this owl from me. So yeah. You know, just as you were saying that I'm like, oh, wait. Yeah. yeah
0: I- and, and what's, what's interesting also is something that we teach, which is very similar to what you're saying is find the common ground. Yeah. Find what you have in common with the other person. In our case, when we talk about, it, we talk about the ideal client, find what you have in common with them. Mm -hmm. so you are building that connection you are building that relationship and in the end that's where the money's at Mm -hmm. whether they refer to you whether they become your client whether you become their client whether you refer to them the money is at the commonality
1: yes absolutely so where do you start if you don't know where to start in networking or where should someone restart because probably a lot of people out there are listening to this and they're like oh shit I've been doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. So where should you start or restart in networking?
2: Well, um I think you know if they're local um they're more than welcome to uh, again visit networkingfeedings.com. I don't have my next Gally's guided connections event listed. So I don't even have it scheduled because I'm having a mixer in January. But I would say um, if they want to engage with me in some way, that would be a great event to look for. Because like I said, I experientially put people through uh, the template of what a conversation should look like at a networking event. But if they're brave enough to just go out and jump in on their own, I mean, again, they will come to visit the calendar. We have There's events happening every single day go and experiment, right? Um, my event's coming up the last Tuesday of the month. Um, in January, I don't have a calendar in front of me. I don't remember what date it is, but it's the last Tuesday. I don't have it announced yet either officially. Um, you heard so it I, here I first, it. folks. <laughs> yes, actually. Public and, and that's for so. 2020.
1: For those of you who are watching this in 2065, that yeah. was back in 2020, but Gelly is still doing events. So. And she
0: still looks the same.
1: <laughs> and she still looks the same. Younger,
2: actually, younger. Younger, yeah. Yeah. probably, probably. <laughs> So um, we've, um, but but yeah, so, uh, you know, people are welcome to go to that one. Or like I said, there's so many other networking events that we promote that are put on by other organizations. So, you know, people are welcome to attend those um, and just start practicing. And like I said, you know, one of the first, like a question I uh, would challenge people to ask instead of what do you do? Maybe again, ask them what their story is you know, so like, what's your story? How did you hear about this event? Um, w- maybe what's your story and follow up with another question to give them some sort of a direction. Um, as a, like, try not to talk about what you do for a living or until so, like the very end. And again, that's when it, like I always say there should be four questions um, you ask. Hold on, I have my little cheat sheet right here it's in her about sharing this but but this is good you guys this is actually what i do this is what i teach them at the guided connection class so the first thing that you want to establish is commonality and likability so just find out what you might have in common right and barry how you were saying like it's just like what do you have do you have kids in common did you maybe you were raised in this you're both from ohio i don't know like everyone in arizona is a transplant you know most most part uh find out what you have in common once you have a commonality boom instant connection now you like each other that much more the next question typically is, um, "What's your passion? Their why? Like, what's your why? Like, why do you do what? Like, why are you doing what? Like, why are you here tonight? Like, what what are you doing? Like, what is your purpose in life? Most and that's a pretty deep question. Um, you will find out. Like me personally, I my small talk is deep talk. Like, if you give me a few minutes of your time, I will get into your soul, <laughs> and I'll tell you why you're doing what you're doing if you're not sure. But that's um, that's usually a good conversational piece because most people don't expect to have that conversation. And then when they do, they're like, wow, this is like this is really cool. You know, and then you just get into it. Expect, But of course, if you're going to ask questions, expect to bring the depth as well. Right. So that's something right. you, know. you got you to gotta give to receive. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, you could maybe start out by saying, you know, well, I'm here because I am um, exploring a new chapter in my life you know um i just decided to quit my job and i'm pursuing this new passion of mine um i just jumped off a cliff i mean if you share something like that that's your why and you're being vulnerable vulnerability is one of the main um uh keys were like of connection which was actually the third point but your passion vulnerability they all go hand in hand right it's almost difficult to break up the conversation like first do this then do this but that's almost how it should flow commonality passion vulnerability And only at the very end, it's it's almost like at that point, you're looking at the person in front of you and you're like, okay, now I'm like literally burning to know what it is that you do for a living. But now when you're asking, you really want to know. Now this isn't just an icebreaker because you don't know what else to say. Now when you ask, you're like, you have actually already spent a good good amount of time chatting with the person in front of you. So that's where I would start or re-engage for those people that again, need to get out and start meeting people face-to-face in order to reel them in, right? And that's the number one step. And then there's the whole funnel and follow-up process.
0: And, and I think your questions could also work the other way as well. You know, maybe this isn't somebody that I want to have a relationship with. So you could end the conversation and move on to somebody else. So you, you, it's, it's a selection process.
2: Absolutely.
0: Because God knows we don't want to have a relationship with everybody we meet. There are some nut jobs out there.
2: There are.
1: There are. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Mostly. That's a good question, Yelly. How do you end a conversation when you're in a networking group? You've just told us how to have the conversation, mm-hmm. how to, you know, how to start the conversation. How do you end the conversation and move on?
2: Yeah, so typically this is <clears throat> this is when um, it would be a good time to exchange business cards if you do decide to continue, you know, the relationship with this person, because otherwise there's really no rule that says you need to exchange business cards at a networking event, which we can touch on in a second. But um, you can say, you know, I'd love to exchange business cards and um, follow up with you. Um, you know, follow up with you and maybe we can continue the conversation. Cause I know there's other people here. You probably want to meet tonight. I want to go say hello to a few people. Uh, but it was just such a pleasure meeting and connecting with you. I really enjoyed um, getting to know you. Some you know, put your own words to it, but something along those lines. So that's a nice
1: smooth transition. I love that. You know, exchange the cards, give them le- you know, give them the option to leave, the 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 okay to leave, not the option because you don't want them to stay. Give them the okay to leave and and then when you say you're going to follow up,
2: follow up. Unless you don't want to continue their
0: relationship. But then don't say you're gonna follow up.
2: Um, yeah, it depends on the it depends on the person standing in front of you. Sometimes people can be found in awkward. So look, for the sake of like we're gonna do this right in the business sense, yes. If you say you're gonna follow up, then follow up. Otherwise, you're the flake and no one's gonna like right. that reflects poorly on you. I right. will say, I will say that there are times when I meet people and I'm like, this is not somebody that I you know, need to continue the conversation with, but I need to get out of the conversation. So I'll almost use the same template to get out of the conversation. And then I'll say, um, you know, we can follow up with each other at a later date, you know, maybe say we can. So now it's right. just my, not on me, you know, and then again, that that date may not come. I mean, it just like, but again, you've got, this is where you have to use your own discretion and judgment.
0: Right. And yeah. you're, at a, you're, yeah. at a, you're at a networking event, so you're time limited also. Yes. So you, know, you don't want to spend the whole time talking to one person. No. You, you well, want not,
2: unless that's the person that you were like, you are 100% correct. Like you want to go and have a few conversations. However, there are some times where you meet somebody or you see somebody even trying to get to, and it, it just, the conversation just needs to happen. Sure. Again, I'm being realistic. There's a number of scenarios. There's not just one way to do it. Like if you're in the middle of a good conversation um, and it's mutual, there's not necessarily a reason to break it up, but this a lot of times happens in fa- like other phases of networking. Like phase one, you're there to meet a number of people, right? But then like the, once you've done that um, and your networking evolves, like now when I go to networking events, it's very rare that I actually meet new people. I'm usually seeing people that I know and I want to catch up with all of them. And there are times where I'm like, I'm walking up somebody. I'm like, I know this is going to be a long conversation because it just needs to be. So depending on, again, because your listeners, are they're all over the place, it honestly depends what phase of their own networking they're in. Um, so there is some EQ here, emotional intelligence, EI, you know, that like, that is not so scientific, but for the most part, to keep it simple, yes, you don't, typically want to monopolize somebody's entire time. Because again, then you just, you're kind of a nuisance to them. And then they're not going to want right. to talk to you. Like when people do that to me, I'm like, I already gave you 30 minutes of my time. You're not getting any more. Bye.
0: Read body language. Yes. You got to read the body language.
1: Yeah, Learn to read body language if you're going to be networking. If
0: their feet are pointing towards the door, they want to get out of the conversation. Yes. yes.
2: Yeah. It's the body language. How... What advice would you
1: give to somebody? Because you have over the last, you know, 12 plus years, you have put on amazing network events with hundreds and hundreds of people at a particular event. We're not talking over, you know, we're not talking over 12 years, a total of hundreds and hundreds. No, we're talking one event, hundreds and hundreds of people. What advice would you give to someone who wants to create something so that they can bring people into their world.
2: Yeah, I say do it. Like I, you know, having a, hosting events is one of the best way to grow your network. Um, you've got to like hosting events because hosting events is not fun. Like it's not all. It's, it's all, I mean, I. There's a lot of logistics involved, but um, you know, you don't have to start out like like big bang, like meaning like, you know, the number one I would say is uh, pick a really good spot. People love good locations, like location, 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 just like in real estate, you know, people love a good location. Um, so for instance, like my first event, um, my event in um, January, um, is going to be a really cool new spot. It's this restaurant in the Scottsdale air Park that literally overlooks like the turmac and like the runway. So the airplanes are coming in and out. Awesome spot. Like I know people are going to want to like, Oh, wow, this is cool. I want to go check it out. You know, people will want to check out. And so you're giving them an extra reason to attend the event. So that'll be the first thing. Uh, Second thing, you know, start out, you don't, again, you don't have to start out big. Even if like five, 10 people show up, that's great. You know, 30, whatever. Like it's, it's not a numbers game. It's a quality game. Like I've had Catherine, like you said, I've had events where we had over 2000 people. And that's tough. That's, I mean, that is tough. Like, I, I mean, it's like, I, I don't even know what to say about that, you know? And then I've had a events where maybe only like, you know, 40, 50 people show up and it's like, well, I'm not pulling in the numbers, but I'm having quality conversations. So it's a very different type of feel and a different energy, right? With a type of event that you're having. And for instance, my guided meditation or guided meditation, guided, <laughs> probably is more of a guided, <laughs> the guided connections event. Um, it's a very small, intimate event, but it's meant like, it's meant to be again, like it's deep like I'm teaching them how to deeply connect. They're wa- walking out of there with friendships made and me too, because I'm connecting with these people as well. So yeah, it really depends on what kind of an experience you want to create and what your goal is for hosting the events. So just do the event, but make sure you know what the end result is going to be. Well, what you want, what you want the end result to be? Yeah, for yourself. Because sometimes, look, sometimes when you host the event, you don't know what the end result is going to be, and hopefully it's better than you expected. But the question is, why are you doing this? And the reason I say this is because a lot of people they're like, "Oh, networking events are so easy. I'm going to have networking events, and I'm going to make money at them." <laughs> Sorry, can you tell how I feel about people? So it's like that's like people will see through you. You're going to attract people that only care about money. It's going to be like ick on top of ick on top of ick. So if that's your purpose, ick. Like I'm not interested, you know, and other quality people won't be. If your intention is to create a quality experience, you're not going to make money at networking events. Like I'm going to tell you that right now. Like that's not like networking events are your marketing for whatever else you're doing. For me, yeah. you know, I'm running the community. I've got the passport. Like, there's different things. But the networking events, they're not, they're not really money makers. No. So that's, again, to dispel for, you know, for people because people go mm-hmm. into it and they're like, oh, network. We'll, ha- we'll have events. We'll charge $20 at the door. Do you know who wants to pay $20 at the door when it comes to networking events? Nobody. No. Yeah. I people, It's like people. these people are networking uh, because they um, that's their marketing. They don't have a marketing budget.
0: You know, I, you know, with me, like with my group that I created, I created it for several reasons. Number one, Catherine and I do everything together, everything. So this is my one night a month. I get to do something myself, but I'm keeping it business focused and I'm building relationships around that commonality, which in this case is cigars, Mm -hmm. you know, so, and it's not a big event. I never wanted it to be a big event. You know, we'll have anywhere from five to 20 people show up. That's all that I want it to be. And it's not selling.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, none of us sell there. You know, here's the rules. No selling, no politics, no religion. Have fun.
1: Yeah. You know,
0: and and everybody that comes to it is pretty much the same thing. You know what? It's given me my one night a month to get out and still do something that is both social and business. hmm so, you know, there, there is definitely the purpose for it. And if you want to host a thousand person event, God bless you. But like you said, Gilly, that's a lot of work. All I have to do is call up the restaurant I'm going to be at and say, yeah, I just have 10 people coming, book the table. Yeah, you know, that's, that's it. But to host a thousand people, that is find the location, make sure it's set up correctly, have the food and beverage done right make sure everything is for, is there enough parking there? Cause I remember your first event. <laughs> your no, first no, event. No, no, not event. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 It, it's, you know, you got to make sure people can get to the event and make sure that you get some sort of RSVP. So you have an, some idea of who's showing up. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause otherwise you are kind of screwed. Yeah. You, you could be set up for a thousand people and 20 show up. <sighs>
1: It happens. No, events I, I think events to meet other people and you know and, and and have like you're doing Barry and just you know and and have um you know something to gather up people is great. Events as a business, I've volunteered for Gelly on numerous occasions. I've worked for Gelly in the past. It is not all fun and games. It is not even some fun and games. It's serious. Um, it, it's a serious, as you said, Gelly, it's part of your marketing. It's a serious thing. Um, you know, we we do, you know, one day events and three day events to, to teach it and to um, you know, and then to eventually sell a product or service. Mm-hmm. And the event itself, not a moneymaker, mm-hmm. n- not even a break-even. It's a way of doing something. It's a it's a way of you know promoting ourselves. So so don't think for a second, as Kelly said, it, it's it's a moneymaker, but do certainly create create an atmosphere where you can bring people together under commonality and get to get into those deep relationships. I think that's that's a great, you know, a great way of, of getting out there and putting yourself as the expert. What about if it's not my event? How should I act? It's not my event. I show up at an event. How should I act?
2: Oh it's uh, I, I love other people's events where I can just show up. <laughs> it's like a vacation. Um, so there's a few networking strategies. You know, one of the things I teach people, uh, I teach my volunteers is, you know, if you're coming to one of my events and you want to volunteer, that is a networking strategy. I mean, that is a solid networking strategy because you're upfront. And even if you're not conversing about your business, they physically see you. You're one of the first people that they see when they walk in. Yep. So, um, there is an instant um bond that happens. Like and I mean, I've had people tell me years after they volunteered at my event, they're like, that was one of the best thing I did because now when I show up to other events, people recognize me and they just walk up to me and they're like, Oh, I saw you at Gelly's event or you, you, you gave me my name tag. That I mean, but it's like a natural icebreaker. So again, networking is not like a one-time thing where you show up to one event and like you know, you have. it's like so volunteering at other people's events, if that's an option, is actually a solid networking strategy. If volunteering at other people's events, like not not all events offer that. So, um, you know, something that you can do is uh, if when you're attending, if you don't know who's hosting the event, like you could you should always should introduce yourself to the hosts. Um, maybe find out why they're hosting. I mean, if it's a chain, let's say it's something like a chamber. Okay, well that's obvious. Chambers host networking events. If it's a private organization, again, I always want to know, why are you doing this? Are you trying to make money off? Like, like, what? why are you doing this? Like, do you have a business behind? Like, I'm just, I'm a curious mind because that'll tell me, that'll tell me everything about, I need to know about the event. In essence, um, gosh, where am I going with this? I'm sorry. I'm going a little over the place. I'm following my own mind because my mind's entrepreneurial and curious. Yeah. But as far as for the networking purposes, but still... You, it's like you'll see very quickly the people in your room are your people or not okay and so because not every event is for everybody if these aren't your people don't go back to the event when, when you find your event it's going to be so natural like you're going to walk in you're going to feel like you're going to feel like you're at someone's house like party like someone's dinner party. So you know like 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 when i go to an event where I know a lot of people, and they're all my friends, and they really are my friends on some level. It literally, I tell people, I'm like, this is like a house party for Gally. Like, this is like a birthday party for me. Like, I'm walking around. I'm, you know, I have great chemistry with everybody. Like, even the new people that I'm meeting. Because it's a certain type of a person gets attracted to a certain type of event because of the leader that's putting it on. Okay, says, wait, wait. I don't know if that answers the question you asked me. No, that's that,
1: that's a that's a great answer. Know why the person is putting on the event, and and a lot of times we don't. I've never even thought of that. Like, understand why the person is putting on the event, so that you understand the person and the people that will be there. Yeah, don't waste time. Your time is worth a lot of money. Don't waste it.
0: Yes, and some of the, sometimes what we do as a strategy is when we go to an event. Act like we're the host. Yeah. Welcome people. Bring them in. And it gives you, even though you're not, they don't know that, but they will know that eventually. You're not tricking them. But if you welcome them as if you are the host, Mm
1: -hmm. you
0: immediately can start a conversation with them as well. Because they're right there. Oh, you know, thank you for welcoming me. It's kind of like um, chambers. They all have the ambassadors. You know, they're to greet people to get them in. So if you do the same thing, just without an official title, yes. it works for you.
2: Absolutely. And and I've done that before. And I think that's a phenomenal networking strategy too. I think for new people starting out, that might be a little awkward, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I think when you're a seasoned networker like you two are and I am, we, we could just jump in and out of those roles very quickly. I will say it in the times when I've done that, it gets confusing for people. They're like, wait, is this your event? So you know, so it just—it really depends. But yes, that could be if someone out there is listening and they—they are have great charisma and they're like, I can jump into any event, start greeting people. Great, go for it. Yeah. Yeah. Greet them at the door, welcome them in. Hi, thanks. I'm so. What, it starts a great conversation. Started. So, what brings you here tonight? Welcome. What brings you here tonight?
0: Yeah. Perfect. Beautiful.
2: Perfect. Now
1: let's talk a little bit about the the networking Phoenix platform. Networkingphoenix.com.
2: is it just a calendar is it just events uh, that's what most people associated with um, and most people don't even understand that it's a uh, the plot. it's a software is backed by unique software that I own um, you know most people actually think that I'm just a networking group which is wonderful I don't care what they think as long as they give me their money I'm just kidding I <laughs>
0: I knew we liked Kelly for a reason.
2: I'm like, oh, yes, yes, we're, we're okay, you know, or I'll correct them. I'm like, we're not a networking group, we're a networking community. And I'm sure there's people listening right now and they're like, wait, what? Like, I don't even understand what she just said. That's okay. Here's the deal. Um, I came up with this idea over 12 years ago. And at the time I was married to a software engineer who took my idea and created a very unique, um software platform that doesn't exist anywhere else and essentially what it is i'm gonna say the words listen to them carefully what i'm about to say not not just you guys but even the audience it is an event centric community building platform it's a mouthful so let me explain that so anytime there are events um around you know the same um hobby or the same um vertical same industry and you can build a community around it. This software is like a phenomenal resource, right? So, so, let me explain this in the Networking Phoenix terms. So, there are over 500 networking events happening in the Phoenix area. Yep. Um, we list them on our calendar. So, anybody that wants to know where networking events are happening, they go to networkingphoenix.com, they create a free profile, which now gets, now they're a part of our community right? It doesn't matter that they belong to the Awatuki chamber or the Scottsdale chamber or ASBA, or like, I don't care what they belong to. If they're looking to network, they're part of the networking community, right? So this is what distinguishes us from a networking group. I'm not like this, all mine. (laughs) My goal, in fact, is to push all these people out to get to know the other groups, okay? Which is a very unique concept because I am an extremely collaborative human being and not everyone that runs networking groups is, as I'm sure you know from experience. So um, the the, so we list the events on the calendar, they create their profile. And then again, there's different features, there's different options, they can message each other, they can meet each other, they can create leads with our lead filter through the networking password, there's actually so many bells and whistles, I don't even care to go into it. Because at the core, we built the community around the networking events. Now, the way that I'm rebuilding the software, which is currently in the works, is that I could take this idea and put it into many other verticals, right? I can put it for, let's just, great example spiritual events. There's as many spiritual events in Phoenix, if not more, as there are networking events. Everyone is getting into spirituality these days, you know, because we're all awakening, which again is like a whole other conversation, but it's a whole vertical. And and so I when I personally look for um, spiritual events, I run into this really annoying issue where I have to go to meetup to find them. I have to go to Facebook to find them. I have to have Facebook suggest events to me and wait for that to happen in order to see the event that's already passed and then hope I can catch the next one. It is the same exact problem I had 12 years ago when I was looking for networking events. The problem hasn't been solved in different industries, even with meetup and Facebook being around. So. Yeah yeah so i am literally taking the software and putting it into different verticals that have lots of events and need a large community built around it so networking phoenix um spiritual phoenix i mean i just came up with it it's not going to be called that right but the spiritual phoenix do you know how many yoga public yoga events there are in any city on any given day
1: I know my cousin in L.A. goes to a couple of different, you know, public yoga classes and stuff.
2: But not just classes at studios, but they just have them everywhere. There's like that's like a trend. That's like a thing now. You know, let's all get together in a park and do yoga. So how do you find this? If you're you may not be into yoga, but, but people live and breathe yoga. And this right. is and, and here's the thing. Here's the overall like arch over all of this loneliness is a huge epidemic in our society. Whether you meet people through networking, whether you meet people through spiritual events, whether you meet people through yoga, we all need a way to connect. So if you're asking me about my entrepreneurial journey, which I know is like a little bit off topic here, but. No, no, because
1: everybody out here listening is an entrepreneur and something that you say can click in their head
2: in in relation to their business. So I want to hear it all. We want to hear it all. Uh, And I'm I'm happy to share, you know, but overall arching, like who am I and what did I create? In essence, I created a way for people to connect. Right. And my my personal hobby at the time was networking. So I went the networking route. Well, now my hobby is like spiritual events. Great. I'm going to create the same thing. And, And so, you know, I can spin up a whole number of communities in Phoenix before I even take this out of the state. Do I get demand for this offer from out of state? Absolutely. I get demand for it out of the state and out of the country so now it becomes a platform that other people can license to create all these different communities around different verticals wherever they are the passport program wor- works for all of them because all these people want the same thing do you know what i mean like we join for yeah. free but then they pay the monthly fee and then and then it's a huge it's, it's a huge uh lead generator because again think about it again like for instance you know uh, when i Run my networking bootcamps. Where do I promote to? I promote to my email list through Networking Phoenix. So, if somebody's running this in the spiritual space and they have a spiritual community, let's say it's not me, you know, because I I can't be running all these communities, right? But someone else is running in Phoenix and, you know, they do spiritual work. Where do you think they're going to go to pull their clients? From the spiritual list. From the spiritual list. Same thing for the yoga. Same thing for you know, golf, like, I don't know. I mean, there's just so many verticals where like events are a thing because in our, um, you know, the, 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 there's loneliness is an epidemic and people are trying to connect and everyone has a different way of connecting. And uh, meetup is wonderful, but meetup doesn't even come close to what, what this particular platform does and what it solves.
1: Right. Because it's, it's, it's also people's personal um, or professional, bio. So you get really, truly get to know the person and, you know, and who I, I've heard you say it a million times, you know, look on the list of who is attending and then get their bio. And before the event, mm-hmm. you know, say that you're going to show up 30 minutes before and meet a couple of people before. So it's, it's more than just Here's the meaning. It's it's the ability to create connection. Mm-hmm. It's the ability to create relationships, which then in turn, um, you know, builds your business. But I, here's something that I want our listeners to to really hear. Twelve plus years ago, when you came up with this idea, it was about connection. It was about there's a void in the industry, and the void in your in your particular mind in your industry was how to connect, how to find ways to connect. You've always been about connection Mm -hmm. and connecting people. So I challenge everyone who's listening to our show. What is the void that your product or service is filling? And what is that, that overarching, as you said, theme? Is it connection? Is it service? Is it health? What is the overarching theme that you want to get to people? And now watch Gelly as she is revamping her software and spreading her market, the ability to create licenses. This is how you get big. This is how you get huge. This is how Gelly's going to end up on Shark Tank.
2: You we'll no, no, I mean one of the investors on Shark Tank? not
0: like teaching it right yeah, she she okay. jumped the shark and went right to being an investor you see what i did there yeah, yeah.
1: The shark. oh <laughs> jump the shark yeah the that's an that's an
0: old horrible reference i know to but, why but shows yeah. fail why and, and to, to your point cat what you said is what what void do you fill in your industry better yet if you are that entrepreneurial find out what void there is in your industry and fill yeah. it which is exactly what you did gelly what is the void in the industry what's missing now let me fill it and that is my niche and you know right. when you find that it it the it's limitless what you can do
2: yeah absolutely and you know the, I always tell people your your uniqueness is your power because only you can solve a particular niche. People will resonate because with you because of who you are. There could be 10 realtors in the room. Why is somebody going to work with you over somebody else? It's, it's because of who you are and what you have to offer as a person. Absolutely. We have a conversation with people on the daily. Like I, There was one girl I met with about a year ago, and she was transitioning from corporate American to being a realtor. And she was like real she was like, I don't want to talk about anything personal because you know, people need to take me seriously. And I'm like, I'm sorry. Are your clients, do your clients not have personalities? She's like, Well, of course they do. I'm like, do I'm like, Well, what do you like? She's like, Well, she it was funny, my mom said to me, She's like, Well, I'm basic. Like she says, I like to eat, you know, like I like to discover cool food places in Arizona. And, you know, I like really enjoy doing makeup like you know, her makeup looks amazing. Like she does all the, you know, makeup for fun with her friends and right. I mean, she had some interesting hobbies and I'm like, so why wouldn't you talk about that? She's like, well, that makes me look unprofessional. And I'm like, but but I'm telling you, the mindset of people. And I'm like, no, actually, if you talk about all those things, you are very interesting to people. And then they'll want to buy a house with you because they enjoy spending time with you and they feel like you're connected. You know, yeah. so here into it. I mean, her brand is like, I mean, she did a phenomenal job. She talks about all the cool food places and all the makeup and the homes. And then it's just like, ah, oh, it's beautiful. Like, I don't want to just watch a realtor talking about, you know, home sales. Like, oh, right. Like, eh,
0: okay. Yeah.
2: But she's so much fun to watch. So, like, if somebody asks me, Hey, do you know a realtor? And I feel like they could be a good match, because maybe again, I know they might have similarities in common. I would send them to her and versus, you know, and someone else. I've got somebody else over here and someone has, you know, a realtor. And I'm like, oh, no, you would connect with this person because of who they are as a person. Yes. I would send them to that person.
0: And that's huge because we teach that all the time. You have to be yourself and your brand has to be you. <laughs> you are your brand. Your brand is not your logo. Your logo is an extension of you and your brand. So, yeah. and that's so important, the the realtor example is, we use that example all the time, mm-hmm. all the time, because, I mean, we all know a, a dozen, two dozen different realtors, but when you want to refer somebody, you in your head have to match up the personalities. You know, even if you send them to two or three and then let them decide who they wanna work with, mm-hmm. at least you're giving them a starting point. Absolutely.
1: And I think the other thing is, and and it's super important when you're in corporate America, you are taught not to have a personality, not to talk about personal stuff because, you know, that's an HR thing. That's this, that's that. It's different. When you own your business, it's your own business. When you're in sales, it's different. You have to have a personality. So, Gelly, um, what is one solid piece of advice you can give our listeners who are networking and then uh, tell us what they should, you know, what they should do. And, and on your website and, and that whole networking Phoenix community.
2: Well, I mean, you know, number one, again, if um, they don't have a profile on the website, I would recommend they go and create one, you know, and then they'll get email notifications of our upcoming events. Yep. Um, that would be step number one. And I think, you know, the best the the best advice I can give about networking we've t- we've kind of beat this one you know pretty good on the show but it's about being yourself and having authentic conversations but the biggest piece that people miss is the follow up because you can go and have the best conversations and um, have the best connection but if you don't follow up with people nothing will happen follow up follow up follow up create the connection into a relationship nurture the relationship and that's what turns into clients.
1: Absolutely, I agree a thousand percent. So there it is on the screen, it's networkingphoenix.com for those who are listening to audio only, networkingphoenix.com, go fill out a profile and even if you're not in the Phoenix area, go fill out a profile anyway, because you never know who you can connect with on, on the website, or what you can find out—it's not just about events; it's about creating community. Mm-hmm. So, Gelly, thank you so much for being on the show. Always a wealth of information. Uh, you're doing amazing work connecting people,
2: and we just love to have you. No, thank you for having me, and I—I I, I love being around you too. Love you.
0: It's really you. She loves being around, cat. Me, not so much.
2: Yeah. No, no, you two. You two are, I mean, I love you both individually, but together, it's like the, the you know, the special energy you two have when you're up together. I love it. Oh, thank, thank you. you. Well, and with that,
1: everybody, com, And with that, we'll see you on the next show. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.